Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Today we continue our conversations in the Set Apart to Serve series. We're heading to the classroom from preschool to middle school today. We get to learn about being a Lutheran teacher. Our guest today, Myrna Bonick. She's a preschool teacher at Our Savior Lutheran Church and School in Fenton, Missouri. Myrna, Thank welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. And Brett Miller, middle school teacher at Our Savior Lutheran Church and School in Fenton. Brett, Thanks welcome. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm excited to hear your stories and learn more about your paths to becoming Lutheran teachers and then what it's like day to day in the classroom and the relationships you get to have with your students. So, Myrna, we'll start with you. Tell us about your story. When did you first start thinking about being a Lutheran teacher? Well, I think during, well, I was in high school, I had started to think about what I wanted to do. And I'd have to say one of my biggest influences, my parents were both Lutheran school teachers. Now, at the time I was in high school, we had moved from Wisconsin, where they taught, back to my dad's family farm in northern North Dakota. So we were, I was far removed from that, but uh, they just had a great group of friends that they had from college that they met with. Every three years, all of our families got together, and I just think that closeness that they formed that bond and being able to share Jesus love with kids was something that just touched my heart. Brett, what about you? Yeah, so I grew up in rural Minnesota and my father was a pastor. He had a dual parish up in Minnesota and my grandfather, so his dad was also a pastor. So I grew up believing I was going to be a pastor. And it wasn't until about seventh and eighth grade that I started really considering it and thinking about it. I remember I actually made a poster that had to do with my, my grandfather and my father and me all being pastors. Then I kind of thought about it more and I said, I don't know about that because I had a new teacher, a new 7th and 8th grade teacher who was also our principal at our small school and he was just really awesome and I started thinking of myself in that role. I don't think it was until probably high school I started thinking about that more, but Throughout high school, I got to have more and more young, mid-20s age teachers, and they just brought a whole new personality and a whole new perspective to what it meant to be a teacher, and I really could start seeing myself in that role. And just getting more young male role models in my life. Obviously, my dad is a huge role model, but I didn't really want to be a pastor, but I thought I I could be a teacher. So so the, the male teachers in my life growing up were really heavily influential on me. What did that path look like for you with um, to becoming a, a Lutheran school teacher? Where did that path take you, Brett? Uh, yeah, I, my father was really, he's very, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. He was really supportive and, and awesome in that regard. And he said, you can do whatever you want. And I didn't really know for sure if I wanted to be a teacher going into um, college. So I did go into Concordia University in Nebraska. I went to college there because I thought I probably want to be a teacher, but I wasn't sure about it. And so I took the first few classes and I just kept growing more and more and just thinking, I could see myself doing this. I can do it my own way. And I can really talk to some kids about Jesus Christ and what it means to be a Christian in ways that I probably were lacking in my youth. I kind of just went through the motions and I'm 
even now I'm kind of thinking about how I can avoid people to just be like, yeah, it's Jesus, but it's more than that. It's it's our whole lives. It's, it's everything in our in our life. And growing up, I didn't really get that. It was kind of just read a Bible story, fill out a worksheet. My dad talked to me a lot about it, but in school, I didn't I didn't really get that deep thinking about what it means to be a Christian. And that's really what I kind of want to do for young people, especially young men, because boys my age were, or boys who were my age in grade school and high school didn't care about that. And I was, I kind of felt guilty about that maybe, but not guilty, but um, kind of let's take a step back and let's talk about what everyone else is talking about instead of learning about Jesus Christ. And I'm still learning about it than now, about what it means to be a Christian in today's day and age. And I really want my students to think about that too. Marina, what about you? What did your your formation path to being a, a Lutheran school teacher look like? Well, my family was very committed to the church, um, and we attended church regularly every Sunday. I was a, in, a, involved in the youth group and uh, did some, like, uh, well, there weren't any youth gatherings. This was a long time ago. <laughs> there weren't youth gatherings. There was a regional youth gathering in Kansas City I went to one year. But our North Dakota, where I grew up, had a pretty active youth um, district youth group, so I was involved in that. When I went to college, uh, it was just I. It was important to be involved in stuff with church. I mean, I went to church when I was in college, and I was involved with choir, and I love music. So part of my background is church music, also. So. Tell us about that, those years of formation. Um, what are the things that you study in order to become a Lutheran teacher? What are some of the things that, that you enjoyed studying, Myrna, in order to become a Lutheran teacher? Well, I guess being involved in Bible study, that was it's important if you want to be a Lutheran teacher to have a good foundation in Bible study. Our family, my family growing up, always had devotions together. So it's important. Um, and just... To be a teacher, of course, you need to have education classes and have experience at, at a college level and student teaching. And so part of my student teaching was just in a public school in St. I went to Concordia, St. Paul, Minnesota. So in a public school in St. Paul, and then I student taught also in a Lutheran school in southern Minnesota. To have a lot of, I mean, it's not just the Lutheran doctrine you need to know, but you also need to know how to be a good teacher. So, well, the the practical experience of student teaching was that. Uh, what was that like being a student teacher? How was that? Was it uh, being into the classroom and getting to experience what you've been talking about as a student? Now getting to actually put that into application. Um, I'm sure that there's both that experience of being nervous, but also being very excited about getting to to step into the classroom and to to experience being a teacher. Tell us a little bit about the student teaching experience. So I student taught about 40 years ago. So that's a long time. (laughs) I student taught in a fifth and sixth grade class in a Lutheran school. So that's a lot different than three-year-old preschool that I'm doing now. I can Um, confirm that's true. (laughs) (laughs) but it was a good experience you know faculty was very close it was neat when and I don't know that 
a lot of places do this anymore, but they had a weekly Bible study together in the evening at somebody's house, that just the teachers together, which was a neat thing. Uh, and they were very welcoming and loving to me coming in there. So uh, it was a good experience. I, I enjoyed it. When I graduated, then I taught first, second grade, and I did music in my first call, too. But the student teaching definitely is a, helps you to learn what it's like really in a classroom, which is a lot different than sitting in a class in college and reading a book about it. So, <laughs> Brett, how about for you? Tell us about that practical experience that makes up your formation as a Lutheran teacher. Yeah, so I student taught actually less than one year ago. So this is, this is my first year as a teacher at all. So I did my student teaching last spring. In high school, I started getting involved with um, youth stuff. I was in youth group throughout high school, and we did a lot of, um, we did some lock-in events, and that was really, really fun for me to work with for young kids and just play games and talk about Jesus and sing songs, and and that was really awesome, and I really loved it. And I, I was still kind of hesitant at the time, but then when I got into college, being in the classroom, some lessons, um, and it was really just awesome to be in a classroom where I could connect with the Bible, I could connect with the message of Jesus' death and resurrection, and I could talk about that freely and not feel like you know, it was something that was going to take up more time or you know, be distracting. It was like it was part of the school's message, especially at Lutheran schools. And I did go to, I went as in Nebraska, it's pretty, pretty conservative, and I went to a public school once, and even at the public school, they had the teacher, she's like, yeah, it's, they allow us to put Bible verses and stuff on the walls. So that was really cool to see. But that's not the case everywhere. So I did my student teaching, which was really amazing, in, in Nebraska for part of it in, in Baltimore. And in Nebraska, I had some awesome kids there. They loved to talk about Jesus. I had a blast there. But in Baltimore, it was a little different, a little bigger school. And I kind of got to see that these kids were all over the place with understanding anything about Jesus, anything about the Bible, about God. And that's something that I, my youth, even growing up, that the Bible, it was kind of secondary to uh, seeing it in practice, that talking about Jesus was secondary to the other parts of school, all subject areas. And that makes me want to try to incorporate thinking about the Bible and connecting it to all subject areas. And that's, in my first year here, I'm still learning about it, of course, and I'm still getting that practical <laughs> college and and Rana's exactly right you you can learn stuff sitting in classes but once you get into the classroom and you're in crunch time and you got to think think of stuff to say it's a little bit different than just thinking about it in the classroom so definitely I've learned a lot in my student teaching and especially this first year I'm learning so much there's some great teachers here including Myrna who are awesome to talk to just to listen to problems and and just think about things practically. And I did not know you taught fifth and sixth grade, so you have to talk to me more about that some other time. I'd love to hear some stories. <laughs> we are continuing our conversations in the Set Apart to Serve series today with teachers from Our Savior Lutheran Church and School in Fenton, Missouri. We'll continue that conversation in just a moment right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others. 
To live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world. To live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with preschool teacher Myrna Bonick from Our Savior Lutheran Church and School in Fenton, Missouri, and Brett Miller, middle school teacher at Our Savior Lutheran Church and School, also in Fenton, Missouri, and learning about their experiences, their formation to becoming church workers, to becoming Lutheran teachers, and what that's like. And now we get to learn a little bit more about life of Lutheran school teachers today, the the the, the joys, the challenges, and the, the day-to-day things look like for you as a teacher today. What goes into preparation for a day in preschool, Myrna? What are some of the things that you have to work on to prepare for each day? I would say probably my best, my most important preparation is getting a good night's sleep. Agreed. Because preschool kids are on the go from the time they get here at eight o'clock until we lay down for a nap at 1.15. So it's just go, go, go. But no, we, I plan different themes that we're going to talk about each week. And so sometimes I have to make um, activities for them to do, find stories that fit with our theme, uh, find art activities that they love to do art projects. So we do a di- different art project th- every day. Uh, and then, of course, every day we have our Jesus time. So try to have something visual for three-year-olds that uh, things to act out the story or a puppet or some way that they can be involved in the story because they're not really good at just sitting and listening to me talk. So, <laughs> and we do lots of songs. We like, I like to sing. So we sing lots of songs in our preschool class. <laughs> Brett, what about you? I, I hear Myrna saying that they don't like to sit still and, and uh, listen. Is that actually the same for you in middle school? Yeah, it depends on the day. But my kids, <laughs> my kids are much more, well, we're probably, your kids are probably as talkative as my students. Yeah. Love to talk about themselves, especially. And that's something that doesn't change. Um, in terms of uh, preparation, it's, it's a little different because mm-hmm. I teach pretty much everything for 7th and 8th grade except for social studies and PE, so English, art, math, science, religion, uh, vocabulary, um, paragraph editing, memory work, so pretty much everything. And, and that's definitely been something that's been adjust, an, an adjustment for me because in my student teaching, I only taught a few classes. I'm special, specialized in middle-level English arts and mathematics. But they threw science at me, and they threw all sorts of stuff at me, and it's I'm learning with them, definitely. Uh, it's been really fun, but it's been a lot of work, and some days are much better planned than others, I will tell you that. But like, like I said earlier, I really tried to incorporate some kind of relation to something that has to do with religion or the Bible or Jesus in some way or shape or form, I don't always get to it, but but I, I love to, and like Myrna said, they don't like to sit and listen, but sometimes I just got to tell them stuff and they got to deal with it. 
I love to just, I sometimes get off tangent about things in the Bible and they're like, how did we get here? And I'm like, I don't, I don't really know, but it's really awesome. And what's also really cool is we have an amazing Bible study leader here at church. Um, Dr. Kevin Armbrust, he's amazing. Shout out to him. And I just love to, on Sundays when I go to Bible class, he says some awesome stuff. And I love to bring that into the classroom on Monday and I'll just get off talking about what Kevin says. And the kids are like, what are you talking? I'm like, he explained it much better than I did, but (laughs) I try to summarize as best I can. But it's really amazing to get an hour of religion every day for the students. So I get an hour every single day in the afternoons right after lunch, which, well, you're a little tired after lunch. But after lunch, I get to get to have religion with them and, and do a lot of fun stuff with that, read a lot of scripture, a lot of scripture that these kids actually don't know a whole lot about because these kids come from all different areas of understanding anything about Jesus. Less than half of my kids go to church every Sunday, which is really unfortunate, which is really amazing for because next year we're getting a new pastor who is going to work with the families and kind of bring ministry from our church to the school families, which is really amazing. So I, I do the best I can to to show my love and passion for Jesus in all subject areas, in all preparations. But like I said, I'm still learning. I'm still, it's my first year and I have a long ways to go. I know in being probably as good as Myrna in that regard. (laughs) We all learn more. She has a little bit of experience on you. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about some of the, the joys, the, the rewarding parts, and also the challenges of life as a Lutheran school teacher. And both of you have alluded to some of this already, but what are some of the challenges that uh, that you come across in your daily life as a Lutheran school teacher? Myrna? Well, can I start with the joys? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my first... Oh, sure. Let's okay. <laughs> that's, that's more fun. One of my first years of teaching, I was teaching kindergarten, and this was in Bismarck, North Dakota. And uh, we were talking about how Jesus takes our sins away. And one of the little girls, and, and I said, we don't have to do anything. Jesus did everything that's needed to forgive our sins. And one of the little girls looks at me with the most serious look on her face. She said, you mean I don't have to do anything? And I just thought, wow, she, she'd never heard that before. So that was really cool. Um, and this year, I mean, there's lots of stories, I guess, but one of the things from this year that really sticks out is one of the little girls in my class was baptized in the fall. And I knew about it. It was at our church here. So the next day, the Monday afterwards, we talked about it. I asked her mom to send a picture in. And she was so excited. And it was so fun to watch the joy that she had. And, and for the other kids to learn more about what baptism is. And then every time this year that we've had a story that had something with baptism in it, she just lights up and she says, I was baptized. And was is just so excited so that was really cool brett how about for you what are some of the joys of teaching middle school students today so i like to think of myself as an old middle schooler because i i have so much fun in the classroom and i think that (laughs) what they say and how they think is very funny they say some of the funniest things i've ever heard and uh, it's just a joy to hear them talk in the morning about just nonsensical stuff all the time and, and they think it's really important and I'm like you guys have a lot to learn and I, I think they're very funny um, and one of the other things that I love is is we do a lot of cooperative learning in our classroom and that means that we work they work together and they learn together and they teach each other so 
I, I provide a lot of topics or, or things just to discuss. And especially in 7th and 8th grade, they, they understand a lot more things in the world than, than any of the other students here at Our Savior just because they're, they're so much older and they, especially being exposed to more things online, they, they know a lot of stuff. They, they, they teach themselves, which is really incredible to see, which is something that we didn't do as much when, when I was their age. But, but they have access to the internet, which sometimes is a good thing, and sometimes that provides them with ideas and things that they can talk about, and they do a lot of discussions, and they can get into debates and talk about things and think about things in ways that I, I never even thought of. So we, we do a lot of deep thinking, and they can discuss things and elaborate very well, which is very uh, makes me very happy to see that because it's a good thing to do is talk about especially tough topics maybe some controversial topics so so these kids are at a level that they can discuss those things and that that makes me really happy because uh, they they stand up for what they believe in which is really cool to see and uh, can articulate up things so that's really awesome for me to see Let's start with, let's go back to preschool. In what ways, Myrna, do you get to introduce the idea of church work vocations to those young students or, or help them think about the possibility of serving as a church worker in the future? Well, you know, in our uh, Bible curriculum, we talk about a pastor, what a pastor is. And I guess I honestly would say that we don't talk a lot about different church work vocations, but they get to see the pastor, and, and we get to go into the church for our chapel every week, and so they get to be a part of worship. And I just think for so many of them, they don't weekly worship with their families. So that's just their exposure to that, I hope, will um, help them to realize it's important and you know we talk about what a pastor does uh, that's probably not as much as I could or I should so I'm waiting for those resources to come out to give me ideas <laughs> <laughs> Brett what about you when do you get to talk about church work vocations with your students yeah I I, I talk about it a lot I talk about you know there are people that specifically are, are doing this work, are, are interpreting the Bible, are reading through it, and are preaching and teaching it. And, and I love to, to talk to them about how important that is. And we have lots of discussions about why is it important that we know the Bible, that we understand the things that happen even in the beginning of Genesis that happened so long ago. And, uh, and that provides a lot of opportunity for kids to become apologetics. And that's really what, uh, that's one of the books that I'm using is the... Uh, Enduring Faith Apologetics text and, and talking about how do we defend the faith and how do we, we talk about Christianity and Jesus Christ in a world where it's becoming less and less popular to do that. And it it does sometimes go over the kids' heads and, and they're still very young, like not as young as her kids, but, but I am starting to see and have ideas of who could be really good teachers, who could be really good pastors, who could be excellent church workers and and I know from my own experience that it's really hard to think about that when you're only 12, 13, 14 years old um, and it's even harder if someone's like is putting these expectations on you like I was expected to be a pastor but now I am a Lutheran school teacher 
and which often comes up and people say, oh, you're a teacher. That's great. When are you going to be a pastor? And it's like, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how things go. But I, I really do want to keep encouraging these kids to to read the Bible, to consider the importance of it, what what makes a good vocation, and how can, in any vocation, even if it's church work or not, how can you confess and celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ? And I I know that it's an uphill it's an uphill battle, and it's it's something that's going to take a long time to show that to these kids. And I really hope that through whatever work the Holy Spirit does through me, that they can see that they, no matter what they do, are set apart. So I hope that what I'm doing is beneficial to them. And I know for sure that some of them would make really good pastors and some really good teachers. Our guest today, Brett Miller, middle school teacher at Our Savior Lutheran Church in School. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks for having us. And Myrna Bonick, preschool teacher at Our Savior Lutheran Church in School in Fenton, Missouri. Myrna, thank you so thank much. Thank you. You can learn more about Set Apart to Serve by visiting lcms.org slash SAS. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.